With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday. 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus. God and baby. Jesus. Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah. Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah. My name is Justice Payne. And you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Man, uh, got some stuff to get into. Uh, Christmas happened. Christmas was cool. Um, I got no no issues with that. Did my my usual holiday celebration with the cats at work. Uh, I wrap up the present, and uh, they get to rip into it and stuff. So basically, you take a big giant cardboard box on the bottom, and then a little bit smaller one on on the top of that, and a little bit smaller one. You can just go up like a pyramid, you know. Uh, the first two levels, I, I have stuff in it. So the, the bottom one, I want big enough to fit my big wet food bowl in it that I put about five cans of wet food in. And then uh, I cut two big holes in the sides, and then you wrap the paper over the top of it. So if they rip the paper, they can walk right into that box. And then the next box 
I put uh, toys and catnip in it. Same thing, wrap it like that. And they just pyramid all the way up. And they jump and climb on it. They have a ball with it. Um, I do that every year at the shelter. So did that deal, you know. It, it's it's a lot because, you know, wake up on, on Christmas and it's like go time with the kids with the presents. But I know, like, I can't just chill because as soon as I'm done with this, I got to go do my job in, like, record time because I got to get in there. By the time I get in there, it's, you know, 10, something like that. Now I got to do all of my cages. I got to do my roaming area. I got to scrub everything, get that present thing ready, film video that, medications. Like, there, there's a lot to do in a little bit of time. So, uh, you know, it, it's a little hectic. But once things calm down, chilled out, great day, you know. Um, you know, we did all of our lead up to um, Christmas, doing family movie nights, doing the movies, um, all the Christmas movies that. I could at least still tolerate because, you know, I, I can't deal with cornball shit. Like, even if it's like traditional, this and this, I, I just can't, I can't do it. So I made like a, a pretty strong list of movies that I, I was down with. And, um, like we put the Home Alones on and, and, uh, Elf and National Lampoons and obviously Muppets Christmas Carol, Muppet Family Christmas, Muppet Family Christmas this is my shit. So that goes down like Christmas Eve. You know, um, but, you know, the Home Alones, the, the, those fucking parents are garbage. The fucking McCallisters are absolute trash. Like, they they shit on that kid so heavy. The uncle blatantly hated the kid, just like blatantly, openly fucking hated that kid, like treated him like garbage, like, fuck you, kid. Like that, like all day, like just right in front of the parents and shit, just like <laughs> completely shit on them like they treated them like such fucking garbage every movie both movies and to the point where this kid was just like i'm fucking out and he didn't have like a game plan shit just like happened he's like fuck it it's cool so they leave him at the fucking house and he takes like 10 minutes to just go like oh i'm good i'm going to the store i'm gonna get some shit Fucking uh, the, the the wet bandits show up. He fucking fights them off. Fucking all of this. You know, he showed himself he could fucking last on his own. The parents get back. I don't know why he's so fucking dying to see them. And, you know, they, they shit on him the whole beginning of it. And then he handled business like a fucking man in the house, taking care of two other grown ass men trying to rob him. And then the parents come back and he's like, oh, thank God. I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? Like. These motherfuckers wound up with him apologizing at the end when it began with them shitting on their, their own kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, it's crazy. And then the second movie starts and they, they lay it in right away. Like, we didn't learn nothing. Fuck that kid. Uncle, hey, fuck you, kid. Um, hey, guess what? Forgot this same motherfucker for the second time around. You know what I mean? And, and then in the end, he's sorry again the fuck you talking you lost me twice bitch the fuck you mean i'm sorry you ain't this shit is crazy man fucking McAllister's man those parents are trash rich trash they don't give a fuck about that kid um so yeah they, they should have took that kid away like somebody should have took that fucking kid away what do you mean this is the second time you lost your fucking kid you flew to somewhere else crazy ass shit but yeah, um, what was the other? I thought there was another. Oh, 
The other thing I wanted to talk about Christmas-wise is now, you know, I, I guess you could say I've had mixed feelings over the years about this topic, but I, I, I've drew a pretty hard line now on it. People who buy, like, the PlayStations and then resell them for a grand are complete bags of shit. Because here's the deal. Like, I... I fucking, I don't even want to say I helped because there was no actual sale taking place. But years ago, my buddy Stan, my previous buddy Stan, he's a jerk off now, but um, he bought, well, in retrospect, he was always a jerk off. He bought a bunch of Furbies when Furbies were popping. And he, he fucking slept outside the store. I didn't go with, with him for any of that shit. Um, he went like slept outside the store or some shit just so he could fucking he you know he had this this dream he was gonna make all this fucking money around Christmas with the Furbies. So he, he went he slept overnight in the parking lot somewhere, got his fucking Furbies, and now he's like, dude, we gotta go sell these these Furbies and shit. And he had like no leads, he had no like didn't know anyone who wanted to buy one, anything. He just walked around like a street peddler. With fucking Furbies. So now we're walking around in the Woodbridge Mall. And he's going like. Yeah, I got a Furby. <laughs> and shit like this. Motherfuckers looking at him. And eventually like someone just told on him. And they told us to leave the store. Like I didn't have a Furby. I wasn't like really like. You know. Carnival barking like he was and shit. But uh, yeah, I just thought that shit was hilarious. That's like the one experience I had with. You know something like that. Um, but, you know, as you mature and you start to really look at things, and I understand supply, demand, yeah, survival of the fittest, but the same reason why it's illegal for, for stores to price gouge because shit's in demand is the same reason why it's a scumbag move to do it, you know, as a, as a human, just as a fucking person. Because you got to understand, around Christmas, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with parents who are doing everything they can to please their child. They'll go and they'll sleep outside of that fucking store to make sure that they get one for their child because they don't want to disappoint their kid for Christmas. Now, if all the assholes who just want to make extra money get these reserve, you know, reserved spots and, and they're sleeping outside the fucking stores just to jack up the price, so that same parent that would do anything for their kid now has to pay $1,000 because this jerk-off got there first, it's just a shithead move because the only reason that person is going to pay way more than it's worth is because their kid is worth their kid's happiness is worth that to them. So for you to capitalize on that specific thing, it's a shithead move and you can fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And and I saw uh, like a bunch of these people just like, well, you don't have to buy it if you don't want it. And, you know, just to clear it up, too, I wasn't looking for a PlayStation this year at all. Like, I don't I don't get the PlayStations and. Um, there was nothing I was trying to get this year that I couldn't get that this wasn't like triggered by me getting screwed out of getting something, but, um, you know, like I don't get the PlayStation until it's at least out for six months because, you know, I want the bugs to work out, you know, where a couple of them set somebody's house on fire. It ain't going to be my fucking house. I'll hear about the shit on the news. Like the PS fives are bursting into flames. And like, how about that? I ain't got one, you know? And then six months or a year passes and now you got a PS five and then they're not on fire anymore. You know, they got new fans or some shit. That's, that's the, that's the version I'm looking for, you know? And, and, you know, I only play so many games, so it's, it's not that serious for me, but, um, 
but yeah, like it just it takes such advantage of the fucking people who are doing everything they can to please their kid. And not everybody has that type of money. So they're taking like their fucking Christmas bonuses. You know, I know around Christmas, a lot of times I'll, I'll fucking I'll take my vacation in pay. You know what I mean? Like vacation time and pay so I can have that extra money so I can spend it on my kids and stuff. So when you're doing stuff like that and there's someone out there just trying to make extra money, you know, and yeah, sure. Maybe they're trying to get some shit for their kids, too. But like the survival of the fit is bullshit when it comes to like, you know, kids Christmas presents. is It's kind of garbage. So that's just uh, how I feel about it. Um, let me see. I have the topics here. Um, so I guess, you know, it's only right that right off the bat, I just get into um, rest in peace, Brody Lee. Um, this is hard to grasp, you know. The, the part of it that I understand, I, I guess some um, one of those wrestling journalist nerds um, got himself in trouble because he was questioning the the thing where they said non-COVID. And I look to a certain extent, I agree because it does raise suspicion when a, a 41 year old, as far as I knew, healthy man, I don't know this guy's health history. I don't know anything about him on a personal level. And, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter. He's gone. And that's tragic. It's, it's, that's so tragic. But, you know, to hear like non non-COVID lung complications dead at 41. This isn't like, you know, a guy who was morbidly obese dragging himself around his fucking house and on oxygen and, you know, has had COPD for years and uh, is, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't a dude that was having a hard time on a regular basis. I think he was on TV not that long ago. Now, I have a hard time, like, you know, remembering exactly when he was on TV because I don't watch any of it. So I just remember seeing a commercial at some point where it was going to be Brody Lee versus one of them. I don't know, one of them with the belt, whether it was Moxley or Cody or some fucking body. But um, so like this dude has been active, you know, this dude is, has been active. So I don't know. I don't know what like lung complications happen at 41. That's not like this shit that's out there. Because it's, you know, it's taking motherfuckers out. And there's times where, like, you know, there's false positives where, or false negatives, vice versa. Where, like, the wife tests positive. I think that happened with DDP. Uh, DDP and his girl was like, um, he tested negative, but she tested positive, And he went through all the same symptoms and stuff, but she went through it more severe. So it was like, he knew he had it, even though the test said that he didn't, you know, something like that. Like, that happens a lot. So, I mean, I would just be worried that it's just misdiagnosed, you know, or, or, or something like that. But for them to come right out uh, ahead of things, like non-COVID, whatever, I could see why people would be like, really? Like, what's up with that, you know? But either way... It, when it comes down to it, fucking rest in peace, Brody Lee. This dude was a star from the first time I saw him. He was one of those dudes that even prior to the CM Punk 
floodgates opening in the WWE where, uh, you know, the indies suddenly got their shine and uh, everyone was kind of open game to be signed. Uh, it wasn't always like that. It was only like the bigger guys that you'd see get signed. You know, the the the, the Brody Lee's, the Cesaro. And those were two guys that, you know, when you saw them come through CZW, you saw them on another one of the indies. To me, I always had that feeling like, how long do we get to have this guy for before someone grabs him? You know, like it's, that was just the vibe I saw with him. I saw him um, come into CZW and he was doing his shit with Cheech and Cloudy. And um, yeah, I mean, he he was just the he was just a killer, you know. Like he just had this aura about him, like yo, the, the big the big guys here to fuck people up, you know. what I mean, like he wasn't like everybody else. There was a lot of standard body type kind of thing, you know, average build, this and that. This guy was just something else. He had a presence about him, and you know, he, he just he didn't need to say shit, you know. The people that like have those gimmicks that they just present themselves and you just know what the fuck the deal is he was that guy you know he was he he had it from the start he didn't have to cut a promo he didn't have to say fucking anything he just came out with these wide eyes this crazy look this dirty fucking wife beater shirt and a, a pair of jeans that are fucked up like and you just knew shit's about to go down like this dude's pissed off about something i don't know what the fuck it is because he ain't really saying much but he's out here for fucking he's out here to do some work and that was the vibe I always got off of Brody. And you you were just like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. And that's that's what you, you want to try to get across. So many wrestlers, I mean, they could talk their fucking heads off. And they're still not going to get the point across that this guy and people like him would get across without saying a word. Um, you know, Brody, he never, to me, he wasn't one of those guys that like, oh, shit, he got signed. It was like about fucking time he got signed. You know, this... This guy was fit for that type of thing. I'd say when it comes down to it that the the Wyatt gimmick worked in huge part because of Brody Lee. Because you needed you needed those enforcers. You needed legitimate, credible enforcers that were going to be with with Wyatt. Eric Rowan was always the B player. He was always the 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 second one you know he he wasn't going to be a legitimate contender for anything he was just kind of another goon but you know brody you had he was another top player and you can see that so now it was the wyatts are here like it's it's a fucking issue it's not just you know uh bray wyatt and two jobbers it's fucking bray wyatt and luke harper and eric rowan so I think a, a big part of the success of the Wyatt family was, was due to Luke Harbour. I mean, and his, his gimmick just completely fit. Like, he, didn't, he barely needed to tweak anything about what he was already doing. And it just fit because his shit was ready for TV already. Um, it, it's, just a, it's just an absolute shame. Um, for 41 years old, this guy had his whole life ahead of him. He, he was absolutely going to be a legend in the business. I mean, he already is off of the amount that he has accomplished, but you imagine this guy could have put in that many more years and 
you know, become such a major player on, on any platform that he was given, you know, whether it be WWE, uh, AEW, Japan, anywhere that this guy was going to be, he was going to make an impact. You know, he was one of a kind. He stood out of a crowd. That you, you couldn't get this guy blending into a group picture with wrestlers. He, he stood out. It's just uh, just an absolute shame. Rest in peace, Brody. And um, uh, yeah, I ordered one of the, the shirts. I don't know. I want to say maybe it's EC3 ran it or I, I don't know. But uh, they put out like a, a shirt that the proceeds go to his family. And the shirt is just dope as fuck. So I ordered it like right away. When I saw it up there, and uh, you know, I'll post it when I when I get it, so you guys can see it. And you know, if they still have them available, I'll go grab one because, I you know, I know he made some money in the WWE, but you know, all the videos and and montages they put together of him, and all the the friends that he had in the business, oh, he said all he did is talk about his family. He loved his family so much, and you know, for them to lose him at that age you know the amount of money he made in the wwe is is not there's nothing you could do to replace that guy so and i i think any any form of support goes a long way you know because even you know the the financial number isn't the thing just seeing a, a certain amount of people support you and show love for the person that you lost in your life is I think it's a great help. So that's why I support things like that, you know. Um, let me see. Now I got other topics. Um, I'm trying to learn to maneuver this thing correctly rather than. Uh, uh, see, see, hey, people bugging out with these these questions sometimes. All right. So. Let me just cover these these ones right off the bat because I don't know what the fuck none of this shit is about. Uh, there were explosions, I guess, in Nashville. Um, I barely even knew that was a thing, and I saw like a kind of thing real quick on the on the news. They were showing cop body cams, and the thing blew up, and then I guess the guy died that exploded some shit. I don't know. Uh, well, Tank said the missile that hit Nashville. Ha ha. So I guess somebody is saying that a missile. Hit Nashville and not like a bomb. I don't. I didn't even know that, so I don't know what I could tell you about it. Um, then Amber had said the creepy monoliths from outer outer space. I only a little bit know what that even is. I think it's like those silver things. I don't know where they are. I don't know how big they are. I think I saw a picture online. I don't have time to know where the fuck that shit is. I don't even know. Um, and then she sent me a video. I, I don't have like. I can't watch the video right now, but um, I can't imagine they're from, from outer space, but I don't have time for outer space, bro. I, like, I'm I'm so busy with shit on Earth. I don't give a fuck what's going on in outer space. Like, I just, I don't have time for shit outside of New Jersey, to be honest with you, let alone fucking outer space. <laughs> you know? I'm just, just, there's not a lot of times I leave the fucking town I live in. You know what I mean? Anymore. So. Let me know how that goes, though. I mean, you know, if you see a monolith uh, heading towards 
Lacey, New Jersey, then just just holler at me. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, they're starting to drop them off in South Jersey. And I'll be like, all right, hold on. Um, monolith proof my uh, chicken coop or something. I don't know if they affect that. Bad enough, these fucking winds. Like, ever since the Sandy shit, we just get these windstorms. They're like, oh, yeah, you probably just get like 50, 60 mile an hour wind gusts. Like, what the fuck? Snapped one of my bird feeder poles last week. Blew some plastic off the chicken thing, but nothing nothing major. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We get these, these fucking winds out here all the time now. Um, you know, another Christmas thing. Um, my daughter's got really into these squishmallow things, right? They're like these fucking pillows that are an animal of some sort. And initially, it just annoyed the shit out of me. It was like... I just keep hearing, I want this one and this one. I got two of these. I got one of these. I'm like, how many fucking pillows are going to be in our house? Because, you know, they take up space. Like, these, these things are bigger than, like, a basketball. They're, like, two, three basketball size. I don't know why I went basketball, but it just doesn't really equate to a basketball. But, you know, they're pretty big. And um, I just recently learned, though, if you, especially you get older and shit, you know, you sit on the couch, you know, shit could be a little rigid. It's not as cozy as you can be. You put like one of these fucking things under like your hip or like fucking sit on or put your lower back on or something. These fucking things are like, like a cloud. Fucking dope. So if your kids got those shits, go steal them and just like sit on them on the couch. You like that shit. Um, let me see. A GCW versus IWTV. I don't know what that's really all about. Uh, these are Jeff Sands' questions. Um, I, I saw GCW is like trying to opt out of IWTV, saying they're losing money on it and this and this. And I mean, I had heard that from the start that like they weren't really giving a lot of money to those companies. Like Ian signed on to the IWTV thing. I think it was still like Powerbomb TV or some shit. And uh, he was saying, oh, we don't make any money off that, so I'm not putting any of my good shows on there. But he was still trying to, like, promote it, too, but we're, we're going to want to see those good shows, you know? But you would make more money off a DVD sale than you would make it off of, uh, you know, the streaming service. Problem is, and that's where the shift needs to come, because the problem is, is DVDs are dead. I mean, if you could scrape a little bit more out of that pan good on you but it's all about digital now so how much can you sell that digital copy for and the answer is not fucking twenty dollars like the dvds were it, that's not the answer twenty dollars for streaming on, on a show you might get that live if you're lucky you're damn sure not getting that on a replay go fuck yourself you're selling an indie show for twenty dollars on a replay so you got to adjust you, you got to figure out what the deal is going to be if you need to get um your own streaming service together or get some kind of ways to broadcast it like that. That's cool. But, um, it's just, you know, it's a different landscape and maybe GCW has a better, um, handle on that with fight TV or whatever. I don't know. Cause I don't really, I don't really watch it. Um, but, and I haven't had a PC in a while. So I used to catch some shit on my computer. Um, but it's still sitting on my floor and I haven't sent it out. So, yeah, I haven't really caught anything. And honestly, I, I was watching some things on IWTV because I had that. But I don't have a PC. 
I'm not watching wrestling on my phone. I don't give a fuck about it like that. Um, but I used to, every once in a while, I'd be in the mood for something, or I would know that they're running one of those uh, no-holds-barred shows, and it was live or whatever. And I would just put it on my TV, because why not? But I lost my Fire Stick remote, and I got to find it in this fucking room. And I haven't had it for, like, weeks. So I haven't turned on IWTV for weeks because of that, specifically. But, um, yes, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is with that. But um, Brett could go fuck himself, so I don't really give a fuck if they're getting screwed or whatever the case is. So is what it is to me. He just, like, whines on fucking Twitter about, oh, and, and you know, I wish it was something different. But go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck about him. Um Brody memories. I yeah. You know, I just I just went over Brody stuff and how I felt about him. It's just fuck, man. Such a shame. Um, working out, backyard diet through pandemic. All right. Um, I shift gears a lot, and I I think that's that's beneficial. So, I mean, everybody's different. You know, you, you find out what works for you and. You know, I, I was doing the backyard routines for a while, started to get cold, and I also had all this fucking drama come down and, uh, you know, big things going on now with the moving of the house, you know, everything moving around the house. So I've been doing some shit for sure, but I've been doing more like indoor strict body part training. Not as vast as what I was doing before, but I'm pushing hard every time I get a chance. And then I've also been working in like, on breaks at work i'll work in fucking sets with like i'll do fucking delt raises with fucking bags of cat litter like 20 pound bags of cat litter do fucking you know sets of 20 you know by the time i leave work i got some work done on my muscles too you know what i mean so if you incorporate things into your daily thing you know this is 20 pounds okay well that that dumbbell's 20 pounds this bag of litter's 20 pounds do some shit with it you know, it, you bust out some sets throughout the day, as well as whatever else you're going to do with the weights when you get home. I mean, you're doing fucking work. So shit like that, like you could really come up with some creative shit. Every, everybody with this fucking with the pandemic and oh, my God, I can't do I can't get back in the gym and shut the fuck up. Go put in work. Go pick up anything. Wait a motherfucker. And now you know what you're, you're working with. Now do shit with it. Press it, squat it, curl it. The fuck, man? Like, it doesn't take the building being called a gym to put in work. You can really motivate yourself to do some shit. Um, the other big giant fucking light at the end of the tunnel, despite the fact that I'm putting in all sorts of work from wherever I can, um, now that this, this little crazy motherfucker is going from my house, now the game plan is when we move these rooms around, instead of her getting a room... That's our gym, and we have it fucking locked and loaded and fucking ready. We have game plans. We know what fucking color. The walls are going gold with red trim, like Niner shit. I'm, I'm moving my, my Montana plaques in there and my, my rice plaque. And, um, yeah, shit's going to be dope. We're going to put mirrors on the one wall. Uh, Nina wants some kind of, like, fucking elliptical something or other. Um I got like the bench racks that I can move so I could just slide like a bench in there and I could either use it for a squat rack or for, you know, hooks on my bench. Um, yeah, like uh, it, it's, it's going to be fucking dope. We're going to set it the fuck off in there. And, um, 
I'm excited. I got a new um, easy bar and a bench bar for Christmas too. So I'm hyped about all that. Shit, shit is going down. And diet, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm a very structured person. Like I, I have very specific ways that I like to do everything. So my breakfast and lunch has been the same for like five years or something, at least um, every day. You know, every once in a while, my lunch might be something a little different or something, but generally the same every single day for five years. It's six eggs for breakfast and a half a cup of oatmeal, steel cut oatmeal uh, with a little honey in it. And that's it. There's nothing on the eggs. There's nothing, you know, that's every morning. And for lunch, it's like uh, like a chicken breast, usually baked um, with some brown rice. Maybe there's a little rosemary or some shit on the chicken or whatever. But, um, and that's it every single day. And that, you know, that gives me the, the, the protein and the carbs that I need fuel myself through, you know, the first good half of the day plus, and then dinners, whatever. You know, I don't have a problem with burning fat as far as like snacks go. So I could eat snacks like a crazy motherfucker, but I know those two meals are solid as fuck. So, it just works for me, but everybody's different. You got to figure out what works for your body and then just fucking kill it. I mean, find a way to be comfortable in what your body needs. You know, that that's the best way I think I could put it because it's a, it's a forever plan. You know, if you're not comfortable with eating the same thing every day, which most people aren't, I'm fucking out of my mind, but then then you find a list of things that you could put into those slots and you just keep putting them there. You know, maybe you change it up a little bit and keep yourself interested in, but you know, you could do it. Um, how's the chicken coop upgrades holding up? Great. You know, with all these wins, um, this is obviously the test where it's like, all right, well, what the fuck is, uh, this metal roof going to stay down now? Cause I put it on there and I'm no fucking carpenter. And the answer is yes. It has stayed on. Things are good. Um, dealing with a little bit of um, Bumblefoot with uh, my girl Camilla in there. Which Bumblefoot, if you don't know, it's like a, it's an infection. Almost like a, it's a form of staph infection in the foot. Chickens get it pretty often. Um, not often, but it's, it's common within chickens. Um, they shouldn't get it, but it does happen. Because what it is, is if, if they get any kind of cut on their foot, the way that they walk around in their own shit all day and, you know, stomping through the dirt the way that they do, they'll immediately get a really bad infection in whatever cut they get on the bottom of their foot. And it turns into like a staph infection. They'll start like a big black dot on there. And then, you know, it'll build up with infection behind it. Now, hers hadn't built up with any infection or anything like that. I got it really early, and it was just a black dot. So um, Nina had to bring her into work. You know, they, they cut that thing off or ripped that thing off, and then they, they cleaned it out, and then she needs her foot wrapped, and she's on um, Beidrill, uh pills. So I'm medicating the chicken, you know, at night and, uh, you know, wrapping her foot every couple of days and, She's doing good. She's just got to stay in there for probably like 30 days in, in a crate, in, in the pen in a crate. So 
Yeah, it's, you know, just shit you got to do to take care of them. But they're doing good. You know, they're doing really good. And I'm happy with the the way everything's holding up as far as the upgrades and things. So, um, and honestly, like, freezing-wise, I haven't had too many issues either because with the, the plastic uh, drop cloth that I have wrapped on the pen, it's it's kept it at least 10 degrees warmer in there. So if you go... It, it's like 30 degrees outside. You walk out there like, what the fuck? As soon as you get in the pen, it feels like 40. You know, so that's, it keeps the water from freezing as much. You know, if it drops too low for too long, shit gets frozen. I got to start carrying buckets, but um, it does pretty well. Um, any suggestions for moving Shadow and Moxley to our new house? Those are his cats for anyone that wondered. Um, yes, I would definitely start out the same way I would start out with, um, a new cat in a house. It's a, not a new cat, but it is a new house. So I would take those cats and start them out in one room together with their litter box, their food bowls, that whole deal. And then just spend a bunch of time in there with a mushing them and all that, you know, use the room that you're going to primarily want them in a bedroom of some sort. You know, keep that door shut and then just they're familiar with you guys. So this is way easier than an initial transition. This is just baby stepping them into the new house. So you go in there and it'll probably only take you two days, you know, to mush them and, you know, keep them in there and just keep showing them affection. And then you just leave the door to that room open. And they'll they'll peek out around the corner and, you know, maybe they'll hear a noise and couple hours later they'll you know rethink their game plan and maybe venture out into the hallway you just let them take it gradually and if you start out in one room they won't just be spooked in a house not knowing what's around every corner they'll be able to grasp it you know very gradually so um how is the home with the new changes it's fucking fantastic it's the vibe here is beautiful um we got Almost everything out of my mother's room. You know what sucked is garbage day fell on. You know, here the garbage comes Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings. So Christmas falling on the Friday, we missed the garbage day. Like we don't get a garbage day for that. So we had garbage built up from fucking Christmas and clearing out rooms and shit. Like clearing out my mother's room it consumes so much space for trash. I mean, I got like six cans like filled and another couple bags sitting out there too. Like it looks crazy. So I'm trying to just like fill my garbage days the best I can without like, you know, catching a fine off the, <laughs> the fucking sanitation company or something. But, um, I need Deathmatch Russell to stop by with his work truck real quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming along. We're almost clear in there. And I mean, really fucking close within this next week should be able to start priming the walls, painting the walls. And from there, we got to come up with a game plan to replace or cover the carpet. We either have to put like a, like a space rug, like a big space rug in there, or we got to put a, a new rug in there but i'm not really sure what that costs so 
we got to look into a bunch of that shit. Um, yeah, so things are things are coming around really, really nice, and I'm looking forward to so many things. It's it's uh, it's going well. Um, how are the two new kitties enjoying their new home? Um, very similar to like what I was telling you. On, actually, on a smaller level, what I do, you know, when I adjust these cats, especially these cats specifically, is I start out in a crate. And they live in a dog crate initially, the same way they lived in a cage in the shelter. And I gained their trust in the cage in the shelter. And um, they get to, you know, see all the, the cats around them. But they're not out amongst them just yet. They're eating. They're, they're playing. They have their toys in there. Um, litter box, food, the whole deal. And we just continue to clean that cage and go in there and pet them and, you know, spend time with them. And the other cats get to interact through the cage and... And it helps them grasp their environment better than just letting them out. Because now there's a bunch of strange animals around. There's people they don't really know so much. And then every single corner and counter and shelf is, is like a new space that they don't know what's going on there. So it's a little too much to handle all at once. Uh, we did the same with Mo. And Mo's laying right next to me on the bed now. He's, he's doing fantastic. Um, these cats specifically came from a house that had 38 cats in it. Um, 90% of the cats were white. 95% of the cats were white. And uh, I think they're Kalmani, which is a, a breed of cat. It's a rare breed of cat, but obviously not in this house. There's 38 of them. Um, and uh, a few orange, I think just domestic short hairs, which Lisa's one of the ones I took home. She's orange. Um, but mostly all the white, the white group there. Um, so with 38 cats there, they were only so socialized. So it, it was a lot to get them to adapt and bond with people. And when I was able to do that one-on-one -on -one in the cage, it's almost a seamless transition where you put them in a new cage in your home now. And now all those kennel noises of the barking, the, you know, the door is slamming because when the dogs go in and out of the kennel doors, you hear them slam like, bah, 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 you know, and it's it, it can be pretty loud and startling for a cat that's not used to that type of thing. Um, so, you know, there's so many of those stressful noises that aren't there anymore and it doesn't have that, you know, that concrete metal feel, you know, institutional kind of feel anymore. So there's there's so much that immediately benefits them and feels warmer. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, Lisa's doing great. She's, um, running around in here in, in her cage. It's a big dog crate. Um, you fit like a great Dane in there. Uh, I mean, not with a lot of room for a great Dane, but I mean, it, it would fit. In there. Um, but yeah, she's like playing in there and she's kicking the shit out of her bed. She rearranges her whole cage every night. Um, Ari is a little bit more passive. I have her down in my girl's room and uh, in the twins room. And she's she's more passive, but she's she's doing very well. And they're interacting with her a bunch and getting her accustomed to, you know, the house and, and everybody. Um, huge benefit is these guys, even though they lived in a house, 38 cats and, you know, just one, I, I think, older woman because she died. And that's how they discovered this their family 
I guess, went to assess the damage and was like, holy shit. Like, the one they called animal control. Animal control was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't really think we could take these many cats. So they kind of just left them hanging. And uh, then they called our, our Newark branch. And when I got in touch with them, they went out there and they handled it. And they, they took all the cats. And they sent some down to us. And little by little, I just requested all of the cats we sent to us. We ended up getting 19 of the group, most of which are all adopted. Um, I have four, five, I think. Okay, I have Shenzi, Estelle, Avril. I think four left at the shelter. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, they're, they're doing really well, and I'm really, really happy to have them home. Uh, I can't wait till they're strutting around the whole house and really, you know, just part of the whole crew. It shouldn't take too, too long with Lisa. Uh, Arya might take a little bit longer, but it'll be all right. I know what I'm doing. Um, how does Mahomes do it? You know, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm a fan of the dude. Definitely wasn't a fan of him during the Super Bowl, but... I have been otherwise throughout. Um, his fucking arm is just incredible. I mean, he has that 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 um, Russell Wilson ability to scramble and move around. And when he fucking lets that ball go, it's a thing of beauty. Like you see him fucking drop back, and then the ball just goes fucking airborne, and you know, like he's got a guy on the other end. He's he's almost always got a guy on the other end whether it's Hill or whoever, like he just lets go of this fucking ball. And it, this shit looks like a punt and it just winds up right in the guy's arms. Like no one's around him. Uh, it, it's incredible. I mean, he's, he's definitely a next level quarterback. Some of the shit he does is fucking stupid. And like they, they, someone needs to rein that in. Like they tried that play where, uh, I forget who the fuck it was. Was it Watkins? They pitched it, he pitched it back to him or threw like a, a screen pass behind the line. And then he took off for like a 30-yard pass into the end zone. They tried to like bomb it to Mahomes. Bro, you you lost one fucking game this season. You have lock on the fucking first round bye. Don't send your fucking quarterback on a fucking fly route to the end zone. What are you out of your fucking mind? Like, Look, I get, you know, you're bad motherfuckers, but like, you only fuck that shit up once where your quarterback gets fucked up and it's too late. You know, it, but I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's something else. He really is. Um, Brian asked me, uh, thoughts on NFL playoffs and my prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, excited for the playoffs, not excited for us to not be in it, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, we got some resetting to do and, uh, figuring out what to do at, quarterback whether it be jimmy whether it be you know uh, there's so many names have been floated around i don't even want i don't even want to go through it but uh there's a lot of options i would like to see us continue with jimmy i would like to see us draft a quarterback though i want to have someone kind of up up and coming get rid of mullins and then if jimmy doesn't make it you know if, if he gets hurt again basically then we'll have Rosen there who who maybe will flourish in our offense. You never know. This guy was supposed to be awesome. 
they didn't give him a lot of time in Arizona. And then he was out and fucking Kyler Murray was in. And, you know, you can't blame them for passing on a, a guy for Murray. But in the same token, does that mean this dude's complete trash? And everywhere he got shuffled around, it seemed like they already had a guy. So they weren't, like, dying to make it work with him. So you just never know. I mean, Shanahan's a really good offensive coach. And uh, you never know what they could do with that guy. But if they also draft the quarterback to learn and, and hang out there, I'd feel a little bit better about our backups. You know, our defense has played lights out for a lot of the season with so many people hurt with Nick Boza back next year. It's it's going to be a fucking problem, but back to the playoffs. Um, uh, prediction for the Super Bowl. It's tough. I got to go chiefs. Chiefs saints. Um, I don't think Green Bay can handle the Saints in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think they can. If they can, it's probably going to be Green Bay in the Super Bowl because I don't know who's stopping them either. Um, and if it ain't the Chiefs, it's the Bills because the Bills, they got something going on there. They're, they're a good team. I don't know that they outgun Mahomes. I, I, I don't know that that happens. That's going to be really difficult. Um, there's there's a, a mode that KC hits, and it's not just Mahomes. That defense starts getting in there, disrupting things. They start making big plays. You know, they they have a lot of things going on. So until someone proves they can beat Kansas City when it counts, I got to go Kansas City. But – uh. I mean, for my buddy Jeremy, shout out to him. Shout out to, I got you five stars. You know, he he's he's a diehard Bills fan from Buffalo. So, I mean, for him, I'd love to see his boys do it. Um, I root for the Chiefs outside of the Niners because, you know, that's where Joe Montana went. That's where my grandmother took her fandom after all those years of being a 49er fan and raising me a 49er fan. They got rid of my, uh, they got rid of, uh, I almost said my homes. They got rid of Montana, and she was like, "How fucking dare you? I'm going with him." <laughs> she was she was mad, and uh, that was it. So, you know, I always support the Chiefs as long as they're not up against my guys. I I was not torn on who I wanted to win the Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they were enemies that day, but my, with my guys out of it, I don't mind the Chiefs repeating. You know. Um, Get the shit out of your system. So that way when we're riled the fuck up next year, all your guys are signed off somewhere else for bigger contracts. Now it's our turn, you know? But either way, I'll take a rematch in the Super Bowl too because, you know, we fucked that up. Um, that would be my prediction, Super Bowl and all of this. Um, definitely started getting turned up on these parlays. I've been doing pretty good. I won two this week, four last week, two the week before. I, I'm rolling, but that's how it usually happens right at the end of the season. I started getting some shit going, and then the season's over. So hopefully I'll get another good week. And then uh, maybe the first week of the playoffs, I'll, I'll hit a parlay. You know, It's hard because I usually do a bunch of parlays. You can't do a bunch of parlays, really, when it comes to the, uh, the playoffs. Playoffs. I guess I could, though. I could do, like, overs and unders, and then I'd do point spreads on another one. 
you know, I, I'll play with it. But, um, yeah, that's that. Um, shout out to Shaheen. He, you know, he's doing a recording on this. And uh, I think he does Garden of Doom as a show. And um, check out Andrew Parluck, False Count Radio. Sozio, struggling with Sozio. Um, trying to think of Eric at the Jalen Hurts is ruining Carson Wentz's life podcast. Uh, that dude is, I mean, Jalen Hurts is, is enough of a quarterback to make sure that Carson Wentz doesn't play in Philly next year. I, I mean, they're talking about competition and all this other bullshit, but there's no way that they would just go back to Carson. I can't imagine because if they do. I mean, I guess they got trade value out of Hurst at this point. He's making bullshit rookie mistakes. You can't expect him to go out there and just fucking play, you know, perfect football. So, obviously, you know, he looked like shit at the end of that game and threw a bunch of picks and all this. But what do you want him to do? You, you put him in three quarters of the way through the season. And you're like, all right, your turn now. So, bullshit offensive line and all that. Come on, man. But, uh, let's see. Oh, um, th- this Trump shit, right? The, the I don't understand how anyone can't see through this. So, the last time they did the stimulus bill, we got twelve hundred. You didn't hear one fucking word out of Trump saying, "Oh, I, I wanted to give you more." He didn't say that shit. He didn't try that shit. He wasn't going for that shit. Anyone else suggested it, he'd be the first one to be like, no, no, no. Ain't happened. Now this fucking dude is on his way out. And just to break the fucking news to anybody who still doesn't believe it, he's on his way out. Uh, but I don't think any of those people listen to my podcast. It doesn't matter. But so he, he goes like, stop, you know. They, they have this 600 lined up. 600 was lined up and ready to go. We would have had this shit in two weeks. And that that bill would have, uh, I guess, whatever the fuck bill or whatever they passed would have stopped the government shutdown. Last minute, he's like, oh, no, give them more money. Stop everything. Okay, so now until that's solved, we get nothing. He throws two grand out there. And those motherfucking, well, his own people wouldn't fucking vouch for two grand. But him trying to do that to the idiots that followed his dude and believe his bullshit, they're going to go, he's my fucking hero. He tried to get us more money. And you know why you feel like that? Because you're a stupid fucking asshole. That's why you feel like that. Because if you really think that this fucking guy wants to give you more money, why the fuck didn't he do it the first time? This dude... Knew the shit was going to get shot down. He knew the fuck who was going to shoot it down and everything. And, you know, every single time someone goes against what Trump says or Trump wants, he personally attacks them. And he doesn't stop. He's not doing that right now. Because this isn't what he really fucking wanted. He didn't want this shit. He just wanted to make you think that he wanted this shit. Because that, in the end, makes him look like this unsung hero that even his own people couldn't contain how sweet he was to people. Get the fuck out of here. It's all bullshit. He put a complete halt to the whole fucking thing in the meantime, and we're still waiting on what's going to happen. I'll tell you, for me, I already figured the shit out. Because, and it's weird that it's 600, but 
I told you, you know, the things that are going on with this girl, she was going to, you know, be paying 600 and she's going to have her room per month. So now like the burden that it put on me and, and Nina is like, now the two of us have to add to what we were already going to put in for the mortgage, the, the, you know, the electric, the, the cable, the, you know, water to all of that shit. What we were going to put in for everything has to now increase by 600 a month between us to make up for what was going to be there and isn't anymore. So when they said 600 and they said uh, also 600 per child in the house. Yo, we're, we're opening a new fucking account with all the 600 you give us. And it's going to sit right fucking there. And that compensates for every single month for, for five months leading up. As if that 600 is already there monthly, where it would have been prior to what happened with us here. So now we get to live comfortably for not lavishly, you know what I mean? But how we expected to We're we're not up against it with the bills. We're not, you know, stressed to the last day. Oh, shit. I don't know if we're going to be able to pay this one. No, we're going to we're going to be exactly where we expected to after all this fucking drama shit went down until all this drama shit went down. So to me, it, it, it puts us right. So, hey, man, I'll take two grand and shit. But in the same token, it, it, you know, what are they hitting us with for the kids? Or, or would they update all of it to two grand each? Because, I mean, that's that's motherfuckers getting really paid. I don't know. I don't know what the case is. But even on that low end 600, that puts my fucking life in a lot more comfortable space. I'm not going to, you know, treat it like found money and be like, oh, I'll go buy some shit. I'll go buy a PlayStation. Nah, I, like I can put that specifically towards my regular every day, every week life. So my paychecks ain't going to stress like that. My, my bills are taken care of. So I'll take what the fuck it is. It, you know, you got to understand, like none of these fucking people owe you shit. The government, any of that. You could you could conjure up why they should be giving us money. Of course. There's they should be. But if they don't, nothing fucking happens to them. So you gotta rock on like it's like you're not getting shit from nobody. You go get the shit you're gonna get for yourself and whatever else shows up, great. But if you sit there waiting for it, you're gonna fucking starve. That's the you know, that's how a lot of this shit goes. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited for whatever the fuck we're going to get hit with, because, as I said, it's it's going to kind of set me right on, over on this side of things. Um, the 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 covid shit, man, I. I got to I got to talk about this, and this is like, you know, it's tough because. Nicole and Toby are, are good friends of mine. And uh, I just, you know, you see this shit coming and I, I have a certain level of uh, being safe. And I, I'm, I'm on top of my shit, man. I don't, I don't hang out with people. I don't, you know, gather. There's not going to be any, you know, get-togethers or any shit for me, right? And I remember... Uh, over the summer, it was like whatever H2O shit was going on. And Toby and Nicole decided they were going to drive to New Jersey and come surprise Matt Tremont. 
at the H2O show and then be part of their little fan fest or whatever. And I, I thought it was crazy as fuck because nobody should be having a fan fest during a pandemic. Matt Tremont has been consistently um, reckless during this pandemic, packing that little bullshit building he lives in, uh, you know, fan fests. It's, it's just irresponsible bullshit. Um, but, you know, for them to go, you know, from Ohio to travel to another state to surprise someone that wasn't even, you know, I, so I knew about the shit before Tremont knew about the shit and Toby hit me up and he's like, Hey man, you want to get together? We'll be in Jersey for today. And, uh, you know, we're probably going to stay over to the next day. So, you know, we can go out and grab something to eat. Da, da, da. And I'm like, mm, dude, yeah, I'd love to, but. I can't do it, man. Like, I, I've been staying real safe with my family, and I just don't, you know, I don't feel, you know, comfortable with it. It's like, oh, we, you know, we only had, like, one case in our county or something, so I didn't I didn't really think it was that big. You know, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just being safe, man. So, you know, I hope everything goes well for you, man. Hopefully I can catch you next time. And that, that's what it was, you know, and these but these are the type of actions that you see along the way every time the gyms close or open you know you see nicole kind of flailing and and getting like you know all spun out online like she can't deal and again this you adapt you have to fucking adapt there is um on joey diaz podcast back when he was still doing the church he would tell you this pandemic for a lot of shit is just you adapt. Um, there's a lot of shit in this pandemic that, that, that adds up the pay cut. There's adjusting, there's adapting, there's, there's a change you're going to have to make. And once you make that fucking change, the sooner you make that change, the more comfortable you'll be with everyday life. If you're just going to fucking kick and scream every day and this isn't open and this is bullshit. I want to eat inside. You know, like you're not happy. You know, and yeah, you, you would like it if this was open. You'd like it if this was how it was. You'd like it if this. But the sooner you adjust and just play by the fucking book and stop screaming about someone screwing you over and your rights and your this and your that. It just becomes life again. You can make this life again instead of screaming at your, your you know, your uh, health department, your local health department and your your mayors and your governors and your this and your that. Create a new fucking normal for yourself that's comfortable and you can rock with it. And then it's just, it is what it is. And when things go back to normal, normal, you'll be there too. But instead of being mad about every single thing every day, like it's just going to go away because you don't like it. That's, it's really fucking immature and irresponsible. So, you know, I, I saw a lot of those actions and... Uh, you know, uh, Toby even came out of retirement to retire again to, to, to wrestle another guy or some shit. You know, it's like, dude, why? And, you know, I, I, I love these guys. I mean, I don't want to see things happen to them. And then, fucking sure enough, they get fucking COVID. Of course they fucking get COVID. And that's not even like the reason why I would even bring any of this up, but even after waiving all of the safety measures, just if they said, 
5% capacity in the gym. You'd make sure you're one of those 5% because you just couldn't live without being there. I'll tell you what, man. You, you tell me there's 25% capacity, you ain't going to find me in that 25 fucking percent. Because they're saying it's dangerous if there's too many fucking people around. So that 25% is dangerous, too. We're just hoping they're far enough away to not be as fucking dangerous. I don't need to fucking be there. I'm all good. You know what I mean? So, um, the, you know, the, the, the gym stuff to this and that. Um, so they get it. And, you know, Nicole gets it first. She's all fucked up over it. And Toby gets it real bad, too. She was saying she couldn't taste anything. She felt like there's an elephant sitting on her chest. Uh, you know, she couldn't breathe this and that. But, like, amongst her updates, she's yelling, like, Fuck the, fuck the Ohio uh, Board of Health. They're saying I can't cook for my children. Like, dude, they're not doing anything to you. Why are you mad at the fucking health department? You fucking waived all cautions and did whatever you could to just keep pretending like it doesn't exist. Keep rocking on like this shit is just another day because it just feels better for you that way. And then you, of course, caught fucking COVID. Now, the next thing that they did, just like when they told you you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and that wasn't okay with you, the next thing they're going to say is, okay, if you have COVID, here's how we would like you to control it. Look, we're, we're not your, you know, look, we, we can't make you do it. But we really think that, like, if you could have, you know, your significant other do all the stuff like this, you know, even my man Shaheen. His girl had to had to quarantine for a little bit, so he fucking she she was quarantined off, you know, in her own space in the house, and he just did fucking work. He just put in work, and he just made sure everything in the house was taken care of, so they can make sure that things were okay, and then go back to business. Not you know, oh the the health department says I can't cook for my children, quote unquote. Like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you? So, and, and, and initially, it was all these quotes and this uh, uh, FU uh, Ohio Health Department. That was just her having it. So, of course, Toby got it. And then Toby hit me up. He's like, it finally got me, brother. And uh, I feel like all my wrestling injuries are coming back. That's how, it, that's how it feels. Everything hurts and I can't breathe. And Dude, I don't want to see my fucking friends like that. So then today, and, and this shit just happened. Today, Nicole's taking gym pictures. And she posted on there saying, uh, free, uh, freedom at last or something. Uh, um, I'm cringing at all the people not social distancing or properly sanitizing their equipment. And, uh, but, but I'm here. And then uh, someone said, oh, I'm glad you're better. She's like, I'm not 100%. You know, I'm still having problems breathing. And this, So you still have COVID symptoms and you're in the gym. You're in the fucking gym. This is why it's not safe for you to fucking be out there. This is why it's not safe for you to be in 25% capacity. Because maybe one of those 25% have fucking COVID and feel like it's okay to be there. And, and apparently... Um, they said uh, she said Thursday 
is Toby's, um, his quarantine's up. Well, he texted me last Thursday that he just got it. So even with active COVID, they tell you you're good after a week. You can, you can just come out after a week, no matter how you feel. If you still feel sore, you still feel this, that. You just, just keep, just come on out. It's fucking crazy, guys. Like, I'm sorry, but like, it seems really fucking reckless on their part. And and to me, it just goes like, well, well, why the fuck? Why? Why is that necessary? Are the other gym people aren't more susceptible to COVID that day when you go out there almost not 100 percent type shit? This is, you know, this is just crazy. And and like I said, I love these two. I, I, I This isn't me hating on motherfuckers or, or wishing bad on people. This is me just not understanding this way of life, just not understanding the lack of caution, um, just just disregard for other people's health. And, and, and just, it, it just fucking bothers me. And that's why I just, like, I just wanted to talk about it because it's, it's this irony that's like, man, like, it's not just just the jerk offs over there. It's not just the jerk. Off. It's some people that you're close to that you look and be like, wait, you did what? Oh, you have it. Or you could have told me before, you know, like you just never know. Like it's. Man, I just I, I just hope we get through this shit. Soon, because our, our you know, I hope these vaccines really uh, get shit popping and. You know, it just it just is able to fucking be eradicated via vaccines and, and some mask wearing and stuff. I don't know, but I just think as a society, we're we're just not fucking smart enough as a whole to to control this. We're we're too selfish. We're too fucking self centered, and worried about how how our day is gonna go. I mean, we we take for granted so much of the fucking freedom that we have, and just just being healthy, just walking around, just doing our own fucking thing, breathing normally, as opposed to the people who wish they could have that fucking chance back that are on a fucking ventilator or are dead and. You know, it's just over for them. I I don't know. It's uh, it's scary shit out there. Um, we'll talk about some rap shit real quick. Um, I was gonna do this in the middle of the show and I forgot. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna fucking hype this whole thing up, and then I'll just take the take the show out with um, with that as like an outro. You know what I mean? So, Akeem Ali, this cat uh. Fuck, I don't even remember where he's from. But uh, I think Mississippi. Come to think of it. Um, he put out a song called um, Kimi Casanova. Look that shit up. That shit is like, and the first thing you're going to do is laugh at it. Because he's just on some like old school smooth pimp shit, talking shit. Just, But as you get through the song, you start to go, oh shit. Because it's smooth as fuck. He's just, he's got punchlines and all this shit. So I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but like, I'm feeling this shit. Listen to that song a bunch of times, watch a little video. It's just funny and all this, you know. Because he's just playing just like this, just smooth, fucking pimped out dude. And um, so then I was like, yo, let me look this dude up and see what other kind of shit he's up to. So I looked it up and he's got an album that came out in 2019 called Roland. And that shit is fire, man. Like this dude, 
he reminds me of so many different people um, that like that early 50 cent that just came onto the fucking scene arrogant. Like, I don't go fuck who you are. Like some of that shit. But he's got like that that southern kind of flow. But what just and, and, and dope punchlines. But the thing that shines through more than anything is that confidence. This dude has like a confidence about him, like he's been doing this shit for 20 years and he's a new cat. This dude has star power based on the way he raps, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I've been fucking with this shit all week and uh, two weeks now. And uh, his shit is dope. I'm hoping this dude drops another album and just kind of keeps the fucking foot on the pedal. Um, capitalizes on it because that Kimi Casanova has gone somewhat viral because of how crazy it is and um, his his other tracks that came before that are dope as fuck and um, yeah I hope he just keeps a foot on the gas and capitalizes off that shit he just put out so um, yeah check that out I'm going to play a track called Rolling um, I think I hit all my shout outs and everything um, yeah um yeah, so I think that's all I got. Uh, happy New Year, motherfuckers. Now, now, look, 2021 ain't going to change a motherfucking thing in your life. That number ain't changing a motherfucking thing. I posted this shit on Facebook. You've heard this shit before, but I'm going to tell you again. Get shit fucking popping right now. Go fucking start working out today. Right fucking now, go do some shit. Go do five fucking squats right now. And if you didn't do five fucking air squats yesterday, you're doing better right now today. Go do some fucking shit. Don't talk about after New Year, I'm going to start. You ain't about to do shit permanently if you got to wait to start doing it. That's it. Let's get it fucking going. Do that shit now. Let's get busy. Figure out what you could do with your finances to better your shit. Figure out what you could do with your fucking, uh, with yourself physically to, to, you know, to, to get yourself better. Whether it be, you know, training, whether it be eating better, whether it be, you know, the fucking doctor's appointments you've been putting off or the dentist appointments you've been putting off. Go get that shit done. Go get that pain fucking looked at. Get yourself better in one way or another. Let's take steps fucking forward. Stop worrying about eventually 2021, 2000. We got 90-year-old motherfuckers dying and people are like, fuck you, 2020. You think that shit wouldn't have happened last year? You think that shit wouldn't have happened next year? You only live so long, motherfucker. Our times are limited and you're sitting here waiting for next year to come. You got days left before. Well, that shit happened. You just got no plans for that shit? You, you're already banking on another week on this planet? You're a lucky motherfucker, man. Because you need to know that you ain't fucking guaranteed shit. So get it fucking popping now, tomorrow, and the fucking day after. And if 2021 comes next week, you'll be ready for it because you've been popping since fucking last week. You know what I mean? Like You just, you just got to get shit rolling, man. All that bullshit excuse. Oh, I'm going to start. I'm going to stop drinking tomorrow. Yeah, well, bitch, you're drunk now, and I ain't trying to hear it. You know what I mean? Let me know when you stop drinking. Now I just stop drinking. Then boom, there you go. Now, now I feel you, because you just told me you did some shit. Not, not, yo, I ain't, I ain't saying now. But tomorrow, I'm going to do some shit. You ain't, you ain't about to do nothing impressive. Do some shit right now. That's it. So, happy new year, for what it's worth. I'll check you motherfuckers out. 2021, you know. Peace. This is a homage beat.
nowhere, suck a punch, give me my props, nigga, you know I'm the coolest nigga you ever met, I'm feeling so patriotic, Belichick, tied out, bitches, give me some credit for this confidence level, took a second to give that confidence, settle, deny that shit amazing, I ain't bragging or boasting or trying to stunt, I ain't giving niggas nothing on credit, I ain't trying to front, you just be your fucking self and get some act right, nigga, I'm the shit, what the fuck I'm supposed to act like, nigga, to the bitches who ain't let me hit, I get amnesia, why you think I got this men in black flashlight, nigga, crack pipe, nigga, that's what my swag on when I dress, give them something to talk about when I flex, I'm still modest, I just know that God don't make no joke, I take my time with this shit, cause great clouds got silver liners, you bitch, just be your own self, don't let them tell you nothing, all you got is self-worth, don't let them take it from you, if you ain't got nothing, nigga, you better make it something, cause even if they don't tell me, I'ma be the shit, nigga, bitches be like, ah, ah, every time they come around me, nigga, I be rolling, rolling, niggas wanna cop, style, every time they see a king clean, they know that nigga rolling, 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 stop, wow, every time I come through smooth, nigga, I be rolling, rolling, bitches shooting shots, now, they used to on a young nigga until they see me rolling, rolling, rolling. Take shit and make it cool if it ain't. Listen to opinions, that bitch, you a fool if you think that I'ma let you persuade me into thinking that I ain't popping LeBron on a foul call, my nigga. I ain't flopping, I'm about slicker than worm sperm, shit all gravy. Lifestyle Atlantic Ocean, nigga, shit all wavy. It's steam level, it's nuts, nigga, shit all crazy. I be flying in the bird, man, shit all baby. Look to all the hoes that they wanna let me hit. I'm a dog now, so don't try to pet me, bitch. Listen to everybody stressing over if they gon' like you or not. Fuck them all long as you like what you got. You just be uh. your own self, don't let them tell you nothing. All you got is self-worth, don't let them take it from you. If you ain't got nothing, nigga, you better make it something. Cause even if they don't tell me, I'ma be the shit, nigga. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 